Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, hello, kids, and welcome to season number two and episode number 13 of the True North Eager Beaver podcast interview project. Uh, today, we have something very special. It's something that we have never done before. Um, we actually have an interview with one of our kids. <laughs> so, uh, first uh, time for kids, everything. Yeah, first uh, came to us and asked us if we can bring some attention to a story. And uh, I must say, Mr. Grizzly, that I found that very interesting because that's never happened to us before. No, this is a first. And uh, this story is, uh, it's a barn burner. I don't know what, I I, I can't think of the correct uh, metaphor to describe. It'll make your ears prick up. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, it's an interesting experience for us because, um, at least for me, I've never been looked up to, uh, in my capacity of doing this either in the almost 12 years of writing the blog or the nearly one year of doing the podcast as someone who would have some reach or pull, uh, to be able to help with this. Uh, but my philosophy is if I can help, I will. Yes, exactly. Every time. (laughs) Yeah. So without any further ado, uh, let's uh, welcome our guest, uh, Mr. John Stopford. Hi, John. Hi. Um, thank you very much for having me on. And to be absolutely honest, um, the reason I reached out wasn't just because of your work, um, Mr. Beaver, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, I have listened to your podcast. They're great. Um, what it was, was the level of engagement and intelligent back and forth with you and the other kits on the Facebook group and just in general. It meant that not only would I be asking for your help, it's kind of me kind of going hat cap in hand to the entire community. Um, I don't know where this will go, but at least having people look at what might be going on all across Ontario mm-hmm. is a good thing to me. Oh, good. Well, that's, you're making my heart happy because that, right, Mr. Grizzly, when we started this, this was. It's what we want to do is help people. Yeah, this is exactly it. Um, so um, you've come to us because there's a situation in a town in Ontario called Kincardine. Mm-hmm. Yep, my uh, hometown your hometown, uh, and it has to do with uh, long-term care. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, as we know in, in uh, Ontario, there's an election coming up uh, on June 2nd, and long-term care is probably going to be a big issue. And uh, you have particular concern. Uh, yeah. Please uh, tell uh, us what it is. Please tell, to tell us why, why it is that you've asked for our help. Well, in this case, what it is, is trying to get people to look at the issue and see the human cost involved, because what's happened, um, and I will be honest, I, I probably wouldn't be raising the human cry as much as I were, as I am, if my own dad wasn't involved. Okay. Um, understandable. That's, it, that's it understandable. It wasn't that long ago that my mom passed away and my dad was found. He was not able to live on his own. Mm -hmm. Um, So we looked into all the options and there was a retirement home in the middle of his, the town where he had spent 50 years. Um, I'm 40 odd, like upward of 45. So, you know, I'm there. I lived in that town the first 21, 22 years of my life. And after that, they're off and and doing other things and everything like that. But my mom and dad stayed there. Mm 
Uh, he came over here from England mm-hmm. um, before, long before I was born. And then he's been in Kincardine for, like I said, about 50 years. Well, this so- is the place he knows. This is where his roots are. Yeah. And he can't live there anymore. And the reason is, I can understand this was done purely as a business decision. But if you're going to make a business decision, you should do it right. And you should make sure you're doing it to the fullest extent to take care of those that were relying on you. The long and the short of it is he moved into the retirement home. Mm -hmm. Um, He signed all the contracts, which were month by month, because you don't know what's happening health wise, whatever wise yeah. that at that age bracket, that's fine. It's acceptable. Right. And yeah. then two weeks after he paid his first rent, he got a letter from the owner stating that everything was closing down. Uh, two weeks, two weeks he moved in in the middle um i actually have a timeline my dad sold his home in king Carden mm-hmm. to get rid of some debts and to have a nest egg to live on for the rest of his life that's okay. great uh he moved out of his home and into malcolm place which is the retirement home it is still registered and still operating as a retirement home we'll come back to that later Um, but he did that on the 17th of February, 2022, his home closed on the 28th. He had a neighbor across the hall move in on the 4th of March. Their building owner, John Piper announced that everything was closing by a letter on the 8th of March, 2022. And the slated end date of service in that letter was the 8th of June, 2022. Whoa. Yeah. That's in a period of approximately 90 days. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Three months to... For people who are in senior care to find new care when... New cares. Like, this is a place that did... Um, They had a nurse on staff. They were doing the um, pharmacy for everyone. There were recreation facilities, the the whole nine yards, Uh, laundry facilities. The staff did laundry for people as well. You could do your own, but if you paid a little more, my dad was, you got laundry service as well. Um, That's a period of approximately 90 days. The mandated period from the RHRA, the register, uh, the, the retirement home regulatory association is 120 days. So he's in violation of the law. So it, that that's how it started. And then people began looking into things because there were, I think 35 odd people living there. Okay. Yeah. From the and, article that I'm watching out here, it says a uh, 31 senior yeah. are looking for a new place to live. Yeah. Yeah. And so they began looking and of course their families began looking into what was going on and what was being told. And a lot of people said, hang on, there's a minimum time period. You have to, you know, you have to give that time before you say people are out and the services have to be in place during that time. So they did get another letter dated on the 11th of March, 2022 that updated the closing date to the 11th of July, which is within the regulations. Mm -hmm. So that's all fine, but they only did that after outcry from residents and their families, both to the uh, RHRA and to the local MP and MPP. Um, I haven't seen an official response at all. Okay, who's the local MPP? Uh, The local, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember the local MPP, uh, but the local MP is Brian Lobb. Give me one moment here. Okay. 
Ryan Lobb. Uh, Conservative Party of Canada. Okay. The MPP for Huron-Bruce is uh, Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, Lisa Thompson. All right. She has made noises about uh, we will be there to try to soften things and facilitate things. The words are there. The actions seem to be kind of dawdling behind, but the words were there. So they are aware of what's going on. Uh, people have appealed to the RHRA. Uh, there's even been talk about maybe legal action, but that's there's a lot that I can tell you that I know or that I know through people that have eyewitnessed it, through talking to my dad, through my family that are still there. I've got a brother and a sister living up there. Um, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There's an awful lot more in the way of hearsay, and I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to pass along a rumor or anything like that. It's just, this is what I know. Okay. Um, so for our kids, um, just to let you know, we have an article in front of our, us and um, there's something that was issued on March 9th uh, from President Joseph Guliza, uh, the president of Universal Care. And uh, read it uh, a little bit here for our kids to see uh, what he said here. Uh, he said this home has been sold and as of June 8th, 2022, Malcolm Place will no longer be operated as a retirement home. The new owners will be looking at changing the use of the property and understand it will be used as an apartment building. We are inspired by the strength, resilience, and tenacity of our residents. We are honored to have had the privilege to care for them and will deeply miss them. During the next three months, we will continue to be committed to always providing exceptional care to our residents and being completely transparent with our residents, families, and staff. The collective well-being has and will always be our top priority. Uh, I'm going to take a little aside here and just ask you quickly, has that happened? That you know, The staff that are there are trying their very best. Okay. Um, there has been a lot of fatigue because there's a lot of people that are very angry mm -hmm. about what is going on in the town. Um, I want to say on the record right now that the staff themselves have been doing everything they can to try to give support and do the right thing. Um, the resources and the support from the, uh, what do you call the the owner and the manager from what I have heard are not allowing them to do as well. Uh, for example, um, my sister went in just this last, just uh, the beginning of the week. There's supposed to be a snack and food table that is always there, always filled for the residents when, because they're adults. Mm -hmm. They're paying to be there. They're paying for their meals and their food. And there are supposed to be things like tea and coffee and a Keurig machine. There's supposed to be things like fruit and, and healthy snacks and things like that, both on the table and the fridge, you know, um, baked goods, that kind of thing. It wasn't there. When my sister went to talk to the staff about it after she had taken my dad out for a couple of errands and found that he was buying tea and coffee and different things to keep in his room so that he had them there. Things she went to talk for, to right? them and they said, oh, well, like the residents can ask. And her response was, that's not the point. They're they adults. They shouldn't have to act like children. They should have their dignity and be, you know, given what they are paying for mm -hmm. to stay here. All right. So if we continue on, uh, it says uh, the decision to sell the home was a difficult one to make. Malcolm Place has a long history of providing exemplary care and services to our residents. For the past several years, the home was never able to fill all its 40 suites, causing major financial hardship that could no longer be sustained. Although the owners were never actively seeking to sell the home, it was determined that it was in everyone's best interest to do so. So I have questions, as I always do. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people with questions, Mr. Grizzly. And from your tone, you're asking some of the ones that have already been asked. I have no doubt. But the thing is, it's like, okay, we couldn't fill all 40 suites. You had 31 people there, so there were nine empty suites. Okay, fine, fine. You mean to tell me that your profit margin was so slim on a retirement home that you couldn't cover the cost for the empty suit? I don't believe that for a second. I don't, um, I'm, I'm sorry, maybe I'm cynical when it comes to that, but it's like these businesses are cash cows. I won't go into the details of it because my dad was paying for extra services. And he's not getting them, is he? No, and I'll go into more details on that as well. Um, my dad was paying a smidge under $3,000 when all was said and done. That's a mortgage payment on a nice yeah. house in downtown Ottawa, by the way. That's that's a lot of money. Kincardi is, I mean, I mean, it's just, what, what's the population of Kincardi? Uh, 6,000, 8,000? Um, no, no, it's about 10,000. Oh, okay. Okay, but still, nevertheless, we're, we're not talking a major yeah. urban area where housing prices are outrageous. So at $3,000, that's $36,000 a year for mm-hmm. living expenses, that's a lot now, of money. It is. It really is. And he was like, that's factoring in him paying for a phone line, him paying for cable, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you were mentioning, you know, cash cows and, and you bet they weren't getting the support, the uh, services they were paying for. Um, my dad has some health issues. And because of that, he has extra laundry that he is paying for. Mm-hmm. Okay. My sister went through his drawers. There were shirts that came back to him where the stains were still crusted on and hard. <sighs> so they had either they weren't done or they were just bought downstairs, thrown through a rinse cycle. And then mm-hmm. now yep. she was able to get everything cleaned up but she had to take it home and use her own elbow grease and her own, you know, hydro and everything, putting it through her washing. He's paying $3,000 a month. Come on. It it should be turned down service nightly at that kind of money. Right. I mean, I I, agree with you entirely. Like that's a lot of money. I can't afford that. I can't afford living costs like that. And I live in downtown Ottawa. Right. Okay. So whatever. But at $3,000 a month, and you can't do his laundry that he pays extra for? What the hell kind mm-hmm. of a business are you running here? Well, see, this is where a lot of the anger is coming in with the people at, in the town. And the problem is, it's the staff that are bearing some of the brunt of it. Uh, of course, and it's, and it's not, not their the fault. Staff no, it's not their fault. That should be getting... It's not the staff that should be being reacted to. It's not even the local businessman, um, Mr. Chakidi, who purchased the place Mm -hmm. and plans to turn the lower story into some kind of nice restaurant and the upper story into boarding houses and stuff like that. That's, you know, a business decision on his part. He's buying a building. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. persons that should be kind of being called to account it, the, the buck kind of stops with John Piper. Yeah. Yeah, let's see that. All right. Uh, the letter continues on to say, Malcolm Place has been diligent and proactive in all its operations. We are working with the RHRA and are following all government regulations. Uh, clearly they're not, because clearly. even the July 11th date only gets you like one third of the rest of the way to the six months that was missing. No, um, it was... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt there, but oh, um, the, the guideline um, is 120 was, was 120 days. So that's four months. So right. from March oh, 11th, sorry. March, April, May, June, July okay. 11th is 120 days. Okay. So they're, they're doing you know, okay. the bare minimum there. Okay. Uh, and then it says, we will support all our 31 residents to find appropriate accommodation. As that happened, all and any of the efforts to place residences residents in new care housing 
has been done by the other regional retirement homes at the behest of the families in crisis. The company running Malcolm Place has done little to nothing to aid their clients that we have seen. And when I say other retirement homes, you have places from as far away as Godrich, as Listowel, uh, Lucknow, which is a lot closer, Ripley, mm-hmm. Port Elgin. They've been having presentations there. They've had buses to bring people out to check out their places. Um It's interesting they talk about residents and they're not talking about retirees because even though this is a retirement home, it is registered as a retirement home, there are a number of gentlemen who are contractors at the Bruce Nuclear Power Development up the road that are staying in rooms and walking around at night Mm-hmm. And using the facilities. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. They've got 31 residents and the rest of the rooms that they say they can't fill with residents are still being rented. So oh, yes. And and I, I'm sending another link here. They're losing money. Hand over fist. I'm sending uh, another link here. That, that, that can't be right. They are actively advertising yep, for people are. to fill homes at the retirement Residence. It is a legally functioning retirement home, and they are advertising on a site that primarily is geared toward contractors at the Bruce Nuclear site to rent week to week. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at the ad. ad. I'll, I'll read Malcolm it. Mentioned, Malcolm mentioned lofts and apartments, furnished one bedroom lofts and studio apartments available in Kincardine, starting at $250 per week. Wi Fi, laundry facilities, fridge, freezer, microwave, games room with pool table, darts, big screen TV in the lounge, elevators, and I guess spectators to watch you play and cheer you on are included. Well, it's interesting that you're mentioning that because one of the gentlemen there is a, a pool fanatic and when i say gentlemen i'm talking about the retirees Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. one of the things he does he'll go down there and set up games to play through or he'll play with other people or the people visiting him and i know that my older sister has heard that there have been some of the more able-bodied residents that use the laundry facilities because that's part of keeping their dignity to themselves Mm -hmm have gone down there and haven't been able to use them because the contractors are using them at the same time. And they're in the, um, they're in the, um, the game laundry rooms? room. Oh, laundry room. Okay. What really bothers me is this is impacting the potential safety because mm-hmm. a registered retirement home, despite the shall we say, optimistic pace of toning down measures involving Mm COVID-19 is required to screen and swab and and check everyone coming in and out. Yeah. Something tells me the contractors aren't getting that done every day, are they? No, they're not. And they're sporadic. Like the staff, just because of everything going on, the staff is sporadic at best on whether or not they're screening people coming in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that my sister has had to ask to be swabbed and screened when she goes in. And when she brought that up with the manager, the manager got rather upset and said, no, no, we're still screening. And she said, that's not happening to the people I'm seeing coming in and out. Wow. Wow. Uh, so what kind of, uh, what kind of support, has your father gotten specifically or has the family gotten to find a new accommodation for him? Cause I mean, I suspect he has to go somewhere. Um, well, yeah, that's the big thing. And what scares me is there are people like my dad. There are people that have families that are right there going, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to figure out. This is how we're going to do it. And then there are the people that what if they're the only survivors or what Mm. if they're the only people like if, Mm. you know, their son is still alive, but they're in the States. There's one lady there, her last remaining 
child is from Chicago. How do you deal with that one? Yeah. That, yeah. And, and then you go on from there. Now, in my dad's case, he has been extremely fortunate. They've been able to um, get him organized. Uh, he's actually moving this coming Monday um, on I don't have a calendar here, but <laughs> this coming That's Monday, funny. it's uh, the 25th. Now it's probably like the 28th. Yeah. The 28th. And he's moving off to um, another retirement home in Port Elgin, which is the next town to the North. And he actually has people that he knows from when he was a pastor there. Um, he's done many things in his time. He was with the RAF when he was a young lad just after World War II. Um, he was with uh, Bruce Nuclear Power Development when Ontario Hydro was a thing. He started with construction and got into safety. He got out of that. He went to seminary, got uh, his ordination and was a pastor for about 10 years. And then he's been retired since and just generally doing little bits and things all around the place, but um, more than contributed. He deserves. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's <laughs> taken the time, like my sister, God bless my sister and her husband. They have been working. Well, they've been working like beavers <laughs> to get everything, to get everything done. Uh, and they, they got him organized. They've, organized everything from him getting a new phone line to movers to everything. And it's all being done on Monday. And with her making mention of things and, and she's actually pondered whether or not they should have, you know, someone there as an escort <laughs> in case anything, you know, shady happens with him trying to get out. But mm. honestly, I don't think that's, going to happen but it's we're the exception we're not the rule right and, and, and it sounds like the, the, the staff thing. is concerned actually for the welfare of the residents right but the immediate staff yes right it's it's the the uh, the the uh, is it universal care is it is the name yep, of the company it's universal care is the company they're just looking at this as dollars and cents and if they can't turn a higher profit they'll find a way to do it by kicking everybody out i don't know if that was universal cares Call, call. Okay. because Universal Care didn't sell the building. It was John Piper, hmm. the owner and landlord. Mm -hmm. And what I think it is, is business-wise, they were probably, do, like you said, you know, 3000 a month on one apartment. Yeah. How Come much on. are you spending? How much are you paying every month? And then, you know, you work from there. Well, and how but, long has this guy uh, owned the building? Do you know? Um, at least, a, I believe at least a decade, but I don't know. Okay. So let's conservatively estimate that he paid half a million for it 10 years ago. Would that be out of maybe, line with Concardi? Maybe. Um, I don't think it would be out of line with Concardi. Um, the thing is, it's kind of got a bubble because of the nuclear plant. Right. Like the, the, where, where everything is generating. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um, in the past, it, let's say he did pay half a million back 10, 15 years ago. Right. In that time, um, rents and house prices have just gone insane clearly and clearly. there's a lot of people that are now coming up out of you know the more built up areas of southern ontario and they're buying a little place and or a patch of land and gorgeous building if you see the pictures oh, you know, there are beautiful. gorgeous buildings going up all over the place up there the problem is beautiful people too. know what the land is worth now to some of the people there are lots that are empty that are going for over a million dollars along the rural routes up along the lake. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Um, and, and my dad himself, um, we tried to do everything we could to help out with, you know, my mom and dad in their house. Um, it was not in the best of shape. It sold for more than half a million. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's, it's in a little, little um really nice subdivision and what's most likely going on is they're just 
gutting the house, fixing it up the way they want. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. We're talking about people moving up from uh, the more Southern areas. It's uh, one of the people that are involved in the new construction that's going on and planned at the Bruce nuclear plant that bought my dad's house Mm -hmm. and they bought it straight out Mm -hmm. cash in hand because they sold their house on a nice little yard in um, I think it's like Brampton or Burlington or something like that for two to three times. What? (laughs) Yeah. And this this is for, this is a 40 suite building. Okay. So yeah. And it's a a heritage building. (laughs) There's a reason that it's called the Malcolm place. It used to be owned by the Malcolm family. They used to do hardwood furniture. They also owned a salt mine that operated in the area. It's historical. Um, it looks like it. If you look at the bill, like I said, we'll be, uh, when we post the, uh, the, the clip, uh, the interview, we'll be uh, posting some links to the articles so uh, the kids can see. Um, just to, um, to finish off the letter here where it says, uh, we are fortunate as a community that there are many options for them to choose from. We will be connecting our residents to other retirement homes and senior housing, coordinating information sessions and tours if they so require. Where appropriate, we will also assist our residents by linking them to the home and community care, formerly known as CCAC. So you mentioned that the the bus is taking people places. Um, Our staff have all shown great devotion, dedication, and love for our residents, which is something you've confirmed. Mm -hmm. We are grateful for their efforts and support. We will assist all of our 24 employees in connecting with other employers in our community and will support them in their endeavors. We understand that due to their experience, some have already secured future employment. Respectfully, Joseph Kaluzia, President, CEO, Universal Care, Operator of Malcolm Place. Have you heard from any of the frontline employees whether or not they have been getting, in fact, those supports? Um, I have not. I know that it's been a rough job search because, quite honestly, there is a lack of investment by our province in long-term care, of course. in health care, yes. in basically anything that in anything that involves building up the community, we're supposed to use our own bootstraps and work together. Mm-hmm. But when you ask the ones that are taking, you know, the, the taxes and everything like that to do along with us, there's always a hundred reasons why we can't do this and we need to tighten our belts. So honestly, um, universal care is a corporation. I think that what they are going to be getting is a mixed bag. The closer that they are, that the persons that they're working with are to how things were being run at Malcolm place and understanding the situation, Mm -hmm. the more support they'll have Mm -hmm. the further up toward the gentleman writing the letter, the more warm and fuzzy words they'll get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, you're bringing it that way. (laughs) Now, you brought this to our attention and you wanted to bring it to wider attention, not only because something's happening there, but you see a larger or broader implication. I really do. Um, Please go ahead. I, I, I hesitate to say this as bluntly as I want to, because it sounds very I don't know. It's not ageist, maybe generational, generationalist, mm-hmm. okay. but here, here is my take. We have an aging, what, what you're looking at right now is a microcosm of what is going on in most of Ontario. Mm-hmm. The largest part of the population is aging right now. Mm-hmm. And as it does, they are becoming more and more vulnerable. There were people calling from the United States claiming to be lawyers and trying to help them get money back, but they'd have to, you know, sign off on so many different things. Mm. There were people yelling about doing a class action suit that might be happening, but not honestly, I don't think that a class action suit is what's needed here. Um, we have an election in 
less than 90 days. Mm -hmm. All it would take is one, one of those candidates in that area to turn around and say, we will do X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. to help these people. I'm not saying stop the sale. That's already been and gone. That's signed. Yeah, that's a done deal. There's nothing you can do about that. So, so, you know, and, and it really, really doesn't make any sense because the people that were organizing all of it, they could have been heroes. They could have said, okay, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. We are going to do it by midsummer. We are going to get you to places. We are going to try to, you know, help other places open up, you know, beds. We're, we're going to do everything we can. They could have been the heroes of this. Mm-hmm. And they chucked it because it's a little bit more money in the bank. And that's the greed. problem. Greed, it's, profit, greed. It's, it's not even just greed. It's short-term thinking. Oh, God, yes. Short-term that you can't even... That's the thing. It's short-term thinking. They're not thinking. We do this, and we support people, and the dividend pays off for years down the road. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. They want it now. They want everything growing, everything, you know, more profitable, and they want it immediately. Instant gratification. Um, That the the most horrifying thing to me is there's all these good words, there's all this stuff saying, you know, okay, well, we'll be open until the 11th of July. The staff have never had a new letter saying, we're sorry, we can't close it this time. You will be continued until this date. The entire staff, the people that are supposed to be supporting these seniors are still slated to be laid off on the 9th of May, 2022, with no replacements known. And, but so they're supposed happened? to keep the home open uh, home open until June 8th? They're supposed to keep the, the home open until July 11th. Okay. But the staff have not been told you are going to have jobs until then. What? So basically, yeah. you're on your own for two months. Congratulations, your seniors. Fend for yourselves. We don't really care if you live I, I or don't, die. I don't know if they're doing that or if they're just going to, you know, lay everybody off and bring in temps for a while or whatever. For a whole residence. Nobody has said what is going on after that. But you can't even have temps full time for two months. For, or for well, May, June, July. Yeah, for two, for yeah. two months and a half. And, and, and you, you shouldn't have people living in there that haven't been screened for access to the elderly and the vulnerable. Exactly. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh my Lord. This and, is- and this is why. And the reason that it is so serious and the reason I ask, hey, can we, we you know, do something here and get the word out and try to really crack open some look at some, some uh, details on this. If this is going in on in Kincardine, like yeah. I said, it's a microcosm yes. all across Ontario. Yep, absolutely. Kincardine is in southwest Ontario, and a little bit of attention is fairly easy to get. Mm-hmm. What's happening? What about northern Ontario? Where nobody cares what's going on up there, right? And you what, know what damn about well northern Ontario? What about, you know, um, all the little places that get lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. in the Golden Horseshoe? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the, 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 they had, don't seem to care about people's lives. It's, uh, uh, the, the big thing is, if we want to work as a province, if we want to be the kind of better place, and I don't care if you want to be uh, a place to stand, a place to grow, or if you want to march, you know, along with Doug Ford and, you know, open for business. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a place people want to be and people can be successful and can thrive. You can't let people slip through the cracks. No. And that's what's happening. 
And that's why I reached out because in everything that is going on that I have seen where little bits of, of social news and everything, the one thing that has always hit me with the true North eager beaver is you see the people that are falling through the cracks and you try to call attention to it. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for this opportunity. Well, we're a little overwhelmed. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I I have one last question for you uh, as we wrap up. Uh, What we're going to post this. Mm. Uh, and shortly. we're going to try and pay attention to it shortly. We're going to do that tonight. Um, what would you like to see happen as a result of people listening to this? What would you like to, and what would you like to see happen? My ideal end yeah. of it. Um, like I said, you can't get back what's already gone. No, that, that, that has set and sailed. So what I would like to see is just maybe we look around a little bit and we see that, yeah, there's an awful lot of small towns that have an awful lot of older people who never left because this is where they knew, they laughed, they loved, they lived, they, they understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know what, what it is because if I go back to Kincardine even now and I'm standing around and the wind comes off of the lake i can tell by scent if in the next you know two to three days we're going to get a whole ton of rain come through or snow or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of roots that and that's the other thing and and i know i'm I'm going on a little bit here it's okay it's okay go ahead go ahead you can't uproot a plant and not take care of it and expect it to thrive. Mm-hmm. But you're going to uproot 80, 90 year old people that now no longer have the same things that they know. Yeah. They don't have the, the back of their hand map of where they are in town anymore. Right. They don't have the people they knew. Yeah. They don't have the families that are there that can't get up and move with them. It's just and that's where I'm like looking at this and I'm going, if it's in Kincardine, where there is a bubble of prosperity because of the nuclear plant, mm-hmm. what's it like in places like my wife's hometown, Napanee by Kingston? Mm-hmm. Which is not exactly thriving. Which, yeah, I mean, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful little place. But oh, yeah. the, same, the same question comes up. Yeah. What do people do? What, what's there happening are hundreds, in what's happening there are in hundreds and hundreds of little towns outside like the the oh geez the like the the outside the four one six and outside of you know centers like ottawa yeah. and thunder bay and 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 Sudbury and all the rest of this kind of thing and I hate to paint with a with a really nasty brush but these are what a regretful political Canadian choice, uh, political choice once referred to as old stock Canadians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's happening to people outside that demographic? Well, mm-hmm. it, it makes one wonder what's happening in, in Iroquois are, Falls or Timmins or, or, or Sturgeon Falls yeah. or Kenora, you know, these, these small northern yeah. towns. What's happening in in uh, in Kapuskasing? Like, if it's happening in Kincardine, which, like you say, is is a bubble, uh, in, in that it has prosperity right now because of the Bruce uh, nuclear power plant. What is happening in the smaller towns where they don't have the prosperity and where the mm-hmm. young people have been leaving for a long time? What happens yeah. there? This is, like you say, it's a microcosm of a much bigger thing in the province of Ontario. And what Mr. Beaver asked me what I would want. What I would want is, I don't know if anybody out there that is listening is going to be somebody who has clout or has, you know, political or, or whatever. I don't care. I've been yelling into the void on 
on every way I can. And I've been talking with my, my family and everything like that. I have sent emails. I have sent queries. I get nothing in response. Mm -hmm. If I had my wish, somebody, somebody, I don't care if it's federal. I don't care if it's provincial. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's private. Mm -hmm. Look to this need and fill it. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it is the, the, the worst tobacco company on the face of the earth. <laughs> I get you. I don't yeah. care if it's, if it's an oil company, I don't care if it's, you know, a military industrial company. Yep. I don't care if it's any political party. Yep. See this need, Take care done, of it. fill this need, make it so that, People in Ontario don't have to worry. Are my parents going to go bankrupt? Are they going to be wards of the municipality? Are they going to be able to live with the dignity they deserve until they're done? Mm -hmm. yeah. If you do that, I don't care if you are the NDP. I don't care if you're the conservatives. I don't care if you're the liberals, the greens, the PPC. If you get behind this, and you do it, you will guarantee at least a generation of people that will support you no matter what, mm -hmm. because they can look back and say, this is what they did. This is what I'm heading into. This is what was done for my parents. I can trust them with a little bit of the future. Yeah. Well, and, and if we're lucky, we'll get there someday. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Right? There's no yeah, guarantee I'm, I'm, that I'll live perfect, that long. Perfect is the enemy of good. Right now, mm -hmm. I just want something to at least start to be done. Yeah. Some attention be put on it and not, oh, this is so sad. Isn't this a sad little human interest story? It's yeah. th thoughts and prayers, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, John. Well, all right. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank, thank you for you your time. You both have yeah. a great day. Have a great weekend. And thank you for this chance to to be part of a beaver bite you're welcome hey, our pleasure our pleasure right. thank you so much you take care thank now, you eh? hey mr grizzly wow that's something eh? that's heavy duty man um and, and he's john is very passionate about this and understandably so you can hear it in the voice yeah well i mean and he said you know his father is going to be okay he's going to be taken care of they found a place for him fantastic wonderful he's like that's not my concern my concern is what if this is happening here in this, you know, a, a, a place that is visible, mm -hmm. what, like you said, what's happening throughout the rest of the province? And, and again, not everybody there is being taken care of, right? They, yeah. Not everybody's guaranteed to, to have a new place to go. And at the same token, you've got contractors that are just coming in willy-nilly <laughs> as a short-term place to stay. Well, they, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming these guys are working construction, possibly. I know I've done that type of work throughout my life where I have to go to another town for six, eight months. You, you drive down uh, Sunday evening, you work Monday to Friday, you leave Friday at noon, you go home to your, your residence and, you know, you try and have a life for six, eight months, whatever it happens. A lot of the guys, and if they're younger guys that are coming in and out of this place, um, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical. I'm only speaking from the experience that I lived. A lot of these guys, heavy drinkers, heavy partiers. Fine. You're 24 years old. You're 23 years old. That's what you're going to do. I get it. But you're staying in a senior retirement residence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not acceptable. I'm wondering if they're even told it's the senior retirement residence when they're renting the rooms and they just find out when they get there. Well, it's a good question. I mean, right here, I'm looking at the ad for the Malcolm Mansion Lofts and Apartments. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, before we leave, kids, uh, there's a, an article that John shared with us uh, from the Toronto Star, uh, March 16th, called Mal uh, Malcolm Place Residence to Close by Summer. And uh, his father, Peter, uh, is quoted in it. And uh, the quote breaks my heart. <laughs> mm. I figured I would live my live out my days here. A lot of my neighbors are in tears. We are all in our eighties and nineties, and figured this was home until we passed. Yeah, to uproot somebody like that, it's just it's 
It's cruel. Ooh. As as uh, as our friend uh, John Moscrop would say, punching down. The cruelty is the point. The cruelty is the point. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Thank you, uh, Kits. Th- thank you to our guest, John. Uh, Thank you, for coming, bringing the story to us, uh, and for trusting with it, trusting us with it. Uh, we um, hope we treated it with the respect uh, that it was needed, and uh, and we hope that uh, John is happy with what we've been able to do. Um, and we're going to uh, close off the show kits. Um, if you. Uh, liked this uh we really loved making this for you uh, i think this is like one of the you know along with the episode we did with bryson it's probably one of the most episode important episodes we've done mm-hmm. um if you like it uh you'll find us on uh, google spotify apple stitcher uh deezer player fm tell your friends please please share this one this is retreat it post it please we absolutely need to get this word out we're, we're asking you kids please to help us out on this one. Uh, retweets, shares, gentle corrections, constructive criticism, compliments, requests, and positive reviews are always welcome. And finally, if you really, 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 really like this podcast and you like the way uh, or you like our interviews um, and you wish to encourage us to do more, we work for tips. So please feel free to buy a cup of hot coffee from Mr. Grizzly here or a mug of hot chocolate for me via our coffee page at ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver. That's ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver, along with Mr. Grizzly, saying, until next time, dear kids, as we've heard tonight, it can be a tough world out there. So be kind to and gentle with yourselves. And Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom? Uh, well, after hearing uh, what uh, John uh, had to say, uh, the passion in his voice, um, I don't have any words of wisdom right now, but I'm going to go out and have a whiskey because that was heavy. That's heavy. It's heavy Uh, and we got to take care of one another. I have no further words of wisdom. I'm just sending uh, all the love out there to um, John's dad, Peter. And his Um, fellow residents. Fellow residents, uh, all the families that are affected by this, the staff, just um, nobody deserves to be blindsided like this. So, um, you know, if you're angry and you're upset, it's legitimate, right? You're, you're guilty of nothing more than being human. Exactly. The True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver, Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Research, story, and guest curation, copy written, well, there's no copy here, The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly, and I didn't even curate this guest, he came to us. <laughs> so I can't even take credit for that, kids. Mer- music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Misfee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to Peter Jarvis for our artwork. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com.